Good evening, everyone. Uh, Wednesday night, the 7th of July, show number 43 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, Kaz, welcome welcome <laughs> into the studio, mate. In, We're doing something a little bit different tonight. Into the abode. It's very nice, cosy, beautifully warm. Nice home away from home. Great to be here again, mate. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit different sitting face-to-face right now. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done this before during the entire 42 shows previous to this Uh as we know, we, we got together doing this first time uh, during lockdown and we literally went for a walk and um, questioned what our mates were doing. And this feels kind of really weird sitting here now talking <laughs> to you across right next to each other in the same room because we've done this via um, the Zoom type platform for 40 plus episodes. So, yeah, I'm sure it feels a little bit weird to you. I'm not sure whether they'll look across or look <laughs> no, at no, now. No. So, because as you said, I can look on the screen and see a bit you're right there. But, mate, um, no, glad to do it. And look, and as I said, we never thought we'd get to this many episodes, and the fact we're still doing it and we've got more coming up, it's fantastic. And I know you're a pretty humble fellow, mate, but you've got to take a lot of the credit. I was just, it was great to have a chat and talk to you about it initially. And obviously, with a couple of our other mates, Berkey and Lovey, getting on board, it's been great, really good. Yeah, it sure has. We've covered lots of topics. Um, and one of those great topics is a love, a love we've got and a love for music. Um, and a lot of mates that we have, we've got that play music and get to, we get along to gigs and, um, we look forward to spreading the love, and, and tonight uh, is a fantastic chance to spread the love. Uh, this guy's an incredible musician. Um, we came, I came first to came came across Ben uh, through when we got Dan Brody on the show, uh, and that wasn't the first time I'd heard of Ben, but it was the first time Ben actually jumped in and reached out and posted a couple of comments, and it was really cool. And then we touched base much later on and um, invited him on the show, and and here we are on a Wednesday night. So, without further ado, let's bring on the great man, Ben Mastwick. How are you, Ben? G'day, guys. How you doing out there? Very good. Yeah. Very good. Great to have you on board, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's great to be here. I mean, what is it? It's a, it's a Wednesday. What else are you going to do on a Wednesday, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, some great news is there's a couple of gigs on on a Wednesday night, to, which is great to hear in Melbourne. Um, it's been a while. What am I missing? Am I missing something? Yeah, well, we can we can check out after the show and and meet at Brunswick Ballroom because uh, we've got Davy Lane there with uh, Phil Jamison, which would be oh, a ripping gig. Oh. So can we finish we this uh, interview early and just uh, head on down there? <laughs> exactly, it'll be great um, with good mate of ours Wolfie on the drums supporting Davy. Oh, so Wolfie's a bloody legend. He sure is. So. Um, once again, mate, thanks for coming on. I mean, I know we're going to probably say that five times during this show, but I really appreciate That's the right. time you're spending with, spending with us. Um, tell us, uh, tell us where it all began for you, mate. Music. Where did it first touch you? Jesus, we're going back. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, Jesus. I came to it through the church. No, I didn't really. Well, I kind of did. I mean, I did go to Catholic school just in a. Uh, I, I'm I'm not religious, but. Uh, I think it was considered to be the the kind of poor man's uh, private school for it's certainly what my parents could afford at the time. And uh, and so, well, there was a bit of church, but the music at church was terrible. It was it, it was <laughs> it was not inspiring at all. Um, so luckily, I had family members um that were kind of cool and in bands and uh turned me on to some really great music from a really young age and i started playing saxophone uh in like maybe year was in yeah year 7 i think it, it was uh got in the in the jazz band there and uh yeah then then <clears throat> realized uh, like this is this is going back to the back to the 90s and I was a huge kind of Nirvana fan and and into into that that whole kind of scene I swear if, if if Kurt was was still around now he would be he would be considered Americana I think you know if you look at where he was going like the trajectory with the uh with, with the New York Unplugged stuff and, you know, that really was Americana way before that term was, was being used. 
And I think it's interesting when you look back at that kind of stuff because if country music is three chords and the truth, as as it's often called, I think a lot of that that kind of grunge stuff was as well. So I think it certainly satisfied my angsty teenage needs at the time, Um, but it also led on pretty easily to my interest in songwriting. And I was really interested in, like I loved making music, but I was never somebody to kind of sit there and practice my scales and I wasn't trying to perfect being a musician. I was really interested in making songs and putting a band together and kind of creating these musical experiences and and spaces. So I guess that is where the spark kind of happened musically. So you mentioned a couple of family members there that, that were in bands and in 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 caught in the in the phase of music. So anyone in particular that in within your own family that that made you pick up a guitar and when when did the guitar sort of kind of take hold for you? Well, I think it was in about year nine. Uh, I was really keen to learn the drums. This is in music. Uh, this is in music class at high school. The drums just looked like the most fun. Um, <laughs> And so everybody was changing instruments that year and I was, I decided I'm going to play the drums and everybody else in my class decided that they wanted to learn guitar and uh, my music teacher at the time. This is a, as a self can understand this. I lost a bit of vision there. There I am. Uh, as a um, yeah, as a teacher, he decided that no, everybody was going to learn the guitar this year to make it easier for him, and, and that's really where the guitar started for me. Can we hear us here? No problem. We're still here, mate. Hello. Sorry, the internet's a little bit patchy, so we got a bit of a froze. Alrighty, there. looks like I, I got you back. You spoke about the drums. Look, <laughs> never played this with myself, but I'm a frustrated drummer myself. As likes to hit the sticks, sticks and the skins a couple a bit as well. When, from my, you spoke about your family members and the influence they had. What about sort of, and you spoke about Nirvana and that sort of scene. What about any other outside influences, Ben? That you sort of thought, geez, that could be one day I'd like to. That would to be me. You said about the songwriting, but up on the sort of stage, what sort of artists really sort of got you going? Along that, yeah, along. wow. Well, yeah, I think like the 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 songwriting was was kind of I don't know. I guess my my parents were young and they were into really cool music. They were into things like Lucinda Williams and um, you know getting getting onto things like uh, I grew up on Nick Cave and Paul Kelly and. Uh, Lucinda, and they, they were, I guess, some of the some of the pillars of of stuff that we were uh, listening to at the time. But then, in terms of stage experience, my stepdad always played in bands, and I got to kind of see the whole process growing up. <clears throat> um, from like, I got to go in the studio, and I got to go to gigs, and I got to do merch and I got to see records be pressed and photo shoots happen. So I really kind of got to see the whole thing just just growing up. So it felt really natural um, for, for me. And I guess when I had those creative urges and wanted to get into making music, I had a decent understanding, I guess, of what was involved in actually doing it. Great. Yeah. Can you remember the first song you wrote, Ben? Oh, wow. Well, I don't know if I remember the first exact song that I wrote, but I I had a really, really great buddy and every day we would, we went to school together and we'd get on the school bus and it was about um, 
about a half an hour uh, trip from, this is up in South Gippsland. So uh, we went to school in Langatha and we lived in Wonthaggy. And so we'd, we'd, we'd catch the, the bus home, which was always a bit kind of, bit of an experience, <laughs> country kids on the, on the uh, country school bus. But then we'd go back to his place every single day without fail and write songs. Uh, so one of the first songs that I think that I wrote that I then did something with was it was pretty dark, grungy, kind of loud, soft, loud, soft kind of thing. <laughs> uh, it was called Mortal Anxiety. <laughs> No, nice. I, I, I was a pretty dark teenager. I was gonna um, say, that's pretty deep for someone. Sounds like in the country there, out in Wonthaggy Way. Sounds like a good movie yeah. title. Yeah, I would watch that. Well, I, it, it was funny because I, I had this really strange dream at the time. Uh, <clears throat> there was in in in, in It's an old coal mining town, and there were these huge old dilapidated coal mining structures and we used to go down there and you know kind of mess around and and stuff really really beautiful spooky kind of places but i had this dream one night that i was there and there everyone had gathered at this site and uh i kind of ran in to find out what was going on and everyone like pointed up to the sky and there were these three huge moons kind of oscillating in and out closer and further from the earth. And yeah, that, that actually inspired the song and then formed the uh the album artwork or the the single artwork for that song as well uh which yeah i don't know there was there was some weird twisted stuff going on in my head and it was lucky that i had music as an outlet because otherwise i don't know i would have just gone out and done crazy stuff i reckon i wasn't into sport so i didn't have that outlet so yeah, in a small country town without music, I reckon I would have just been, I would have been big trouble. It, it's it's interesting. A lot of the guests we've had on, we've had a wide variety of guests in different different fields, sport, um, music, like yourself, a lot, lot of different areas. But the common thing, we started this as a sort of what people were going to be doing as the sort of pandemic and the COVID first hit. And it's interesting you say that the number of people we spoke to not only during the pandemic, but with the music or their sport, how that gave them a real, a real outlet. Like that, and once they found their passion, how it became almost an all-consuming passion. So it's it's great to hear you speak about it like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like whatever saves you when you're coming into into this world. Um, it's yeah, if you can continue to do that, that's a pretty cool thing. Difficult. All my all my friends who were musicians, it's not the easiest life. That's that's for sure. I'm I, I also have a day job as well, so I'm not relying on it for for money. But I think yeah, I think anyone creative and and I guess you can kind of count sport in in that as well as being somewhat a different form of. Of, of expression at least uh yeah whatever saves you i think you're gonna you're gonna chase it for a lot of your life so if you're able to find a way to make that your life then that's probably gonna be pretty cool well aside from the from the day job mate we'd like to make this your permanent job uh one day for sure i'm sure you'd love Sounds to good. You'd love to be Sounds on the road uh, touring the world, mate. Um, let's let's kick off with a song, right? Why don't we? And then we'll, we'll have a bit more of a chat. Sure. What do you Sounds for good. It, it's a good question. What uh, what song might I do here? Let's see what comes out of the guitar, shall we? Sounds good. 
Came up from the city to explore a little country, taking in everything. He could hear them folks singing every facet of the diamond, every angle to the old sand. With every song that he found, he filed it away. And he swore that he'd come back someday and chip away from that town. Get back down with the old crowd he met along the way. But the city held him down in a life too rough to mention. And he rarely gave attention to the troubles of his heart. Yeah, but city life was busy As city life can be Making money, making honey With the lovers going around Yeah, but every now and then You know he'd pour himself a whiskey And pick away his guitar Until he found that sound And he swore that he'd come back someday And chip away at that town Get back down with the old crowd that he met along the way. But the city held him down in a life too rough to mention. And he rarely gave attention to the troubles of his heart. Sometimes we're folding things you barely even know. In the fronts of the diamond, they reflect pieces of the heart. And he never hit that highway, cause the city had its own way. But the songs he left behind, and they traveled on beyond the dark. And he swore that he'd come back someday and chip away at that town. Get back down with the old crowd that he met along the way. But the city held him down in a life too rough to mention. And he rarely gave attention to the troubles of his heart. And he rarely gave attention to the troubles of his heart. Beautiful, mate. Fantastic, mate. Really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a, the, the internet's a little bit patchy up your way right now. It's uh, dropping in and out of touch. So, so apologies for anyone that didn't catch I'm all that. But so sorry to hear that. That's okay. It happens, mate. No. Let's just push on through. So we got most Collingwood. You'd, you'd think that uh, in the middle of the city we'd have decent internet, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Well. I mean, I've uh, I've been in many different parts doing this show, and it's incredible uh, how patchy our great NBN internet can be, mate. It's crazy. Doesn't matter how much you do pay. N- do um, not get me started. I'm, f- <laughs> I'm furious at the yes. state of things. Don't get me started. Or you can get me started if you want. All right, but, well, uh, actually, I think that's a good little segue, segue into mate. actually getting yep. started. And yep. hopefully uh, this time, Ben, we get to reload and kickstart again. Um, I can tell you one thing, you will be an incredibly busy man, mate. You have got gigs lined up everywhere, which is fantastic to see. Hopefully, not all of these are rescheduled shows because I know they're they're a little bit tricky for everyone to get to and the rescheduled dates don't always work out. But hopefully, uh, this little tour coming up um, with Matt, Joe, Gow uh, should be a great little little trip. you got about six or seven initial gigs in that and um, you're doing all the major... All the major little little boutique gigs at the moment. Yeah, it's um, this is a tour that we planned uh, pre-COVID, uh, and where we've we've played many of these shows before. I don't know uh, how well you know Matt. He's an incredible artist. You should absolutely have a chat to him as well. He's got some stories. Um, he has uh, 
he he's been over in his homeland of New Zealand for throughout this whole situation, and um, he's been touring extensively around New Zealand. Uh, but he's a Melbourne boy, so we have uh, well we planned this tour uh, over a year ago. And we're finally getting to do it. So for him, he's getting to be able to go out and, um, you know, ex- explore his uh, explore his city that he's, he's spent most of his kind of musical career in, being Melbourne, I think, and go out and see some friends. And, yeah, we're really looking forward to doing these, these shows together. We'll be mixing it up a little bit, kind of playing some songs together and telling some stories and and such but yeah it's it's been a long time coming and we're really excited to be able to finally get out and just uh keep it to victoria you know it's uh right now it's a great place to be yeah totally so fingers crossed mm-hmm. on sunday the 11th we kick off to brunswick ballroom which is a fantastic little venue being refurbed recently um then off to Macedon. Uh, if you don't know, Macedon had that little fire a couple of weeks ago and uh, ruined that back um, or front bar area, which was a really real shame. So they're, they're doing all their gigs out of that back room at the moment. Um, but great sound at that place. Then off to Archie's Creek. Fantastic venue, obviously. Major Tom's another one. Uh, geez, you got a few good ones here. Um, personally, I haven't been to the other three. Um, Buturn, Buturn House Concert. Well, that's Saints just a, that one's just a house concert. But uh, Saints and Sailors is one of my favourite venues that I discovered um, right. in recent years. It's it's got a fantastic stage, uh, and the super friendly, great vibe in the room. And and you look across. Looks like I've lost you again. Hopefully, you're still hearing me. I just saw my camera cut out, and I'm back. back. We got you back. Fantastic. So, just tell us a little bit about that venue again. I, we just missed the end of it. Yeah, uh, Saints and Sailors, Port Arlington, one of the best burgers I've ever had. Um, beautiful staff, uh, beautiful venue, really great stage, and and a great room to come down and see music as well. So, certainly one of my favourite regional venues. We're going to add that one to the list and try and get a few boys down there on a little road trip down to Port Arlington. We might get the ferry down. <laughs> Why not? Oh, yeah. Definitely do that. I did that not long ago down with the wineries down there. It was fantastic. So is that oh, a night gig? That is a night gig, yeah. Okay, perfect. We might have to look for somewhere to crash too. So right, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. I have, I have got a Caravan Ocean Grove at the moment. We're thinking of selling it, but I have got one at the moment. So we might have to just sneak that one more visit in before you, um, we get rid of it, mate, so we can come down and see you. That that sounds great. Yeah, bring the uh, caravan out. We can party in it after the show. <laughs> yeah, look out. That could be dangerous. <laughs> uh, so obviously lockdown was a bit of a hard phase for all musicians, not only musicians, venues, and we're really reaching out to a lot of venues at the moment. So if you can get out and about this weekend, please do. Uh, hopefully this capacity, slight change, can make a little difference, if nothing else, and give people some confidence to get back out there. So uh, if ever a venue, bar, cafe needed your money right now, now's the time. So get there, pour a beer, get a burger and listen to But most importantly, that gives the venues the confidence to book more acts like Ben. Um, and that's what we need. We need shows to continue. So get out there. Yeah. What else well have said. Us, what else have you got for us? Let's kick off with another one. Another tune. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? All right. Well, I might do the uh, I might do the title track off my record, my my latest record. It's my third uh, album. This record was really fun to put out. Got a really great response. Uh, we enjoyed making it. We uh, have really enjoyed playing these songs live as well, uh, and. There's some really exciting gigs coming up that we can't wait to get out and present uh, some of the material from this record. Uh, This is the title track to this record uh, and was the first single that we released from it as well. It's called Living on Gold Street. 
living on Gold Street where everything shines. And I'm yours in your mind, and we're dancing through time, and it feels like we're flying. I spent, spent some years walking around in the dust, took a trip out of town, followed the light into dark, wiped the dirt from my eyes, found my way back into luck. Took a chance on a starting now Look at where I ended up And now I'm living on the cold street Where everything shines And I'm yours and you're mine We're dancing through time And it feels like we're flying Yeah, I'm living on the cold street and it's not hard to find A moment in time That shines like a diamond From your loving eyes Where your beauty just blinds Like the dazzling lights Cause this room is on fire To my friends, in the end, it all come along for the ride. But the last that I found it turned out to be fool's paradise. And now I'm living on cold street forever shines. And I'm yours in your mind, we're dancing through time. It feels like we're flying. Yeah, I'm living on cold street, and it's not hard to find. A moment in time that shines like a diamond from your loving eyes. Where your beauty just blinds like the dazzling lights, cause this room is on fire. Yeah, your beauty just blinds like the dazzling lights, cause this Room is on fire. I'm hoping you're still out there. No, we are. We're still here, mate. That was great. Now, you said you're living in Collingwood. Is it? Is there a Gold Street in Collingwood? There certainly is a Gold Street in Collingwood, yeah, and that's is. where I was living when I wrote that song. Yeah. No, because one of my wife's friends, I've been to their house and I thought when I when um, As said you were coming on and obviously saw the album cover and whatever and that magnificent suit I might have too, mate. I envy a man that can pull off a gold suit. It's <laughs> absolutely radiant in the sunshine. But I well, said, if you're going to go sure out, you may as well. <laughs> <laughs> go out with a bag, you think, for sure. That's right, yeah. If, you, if you're going to step up, you may as well bring it. Oh, clearly. <laughs> totally agree. Um, just a quick chat about this beautiful album cover, mate. Tell us a little bit about that that shoot that you did. I mean, uh, it's wow. a ripper. Yeah, that was, uh, that was that uh, was a whole lot of fun. I I really enjoyed just. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to organise when you're doing, uh, you know, shooting shooting album artwork, and we were shooting a film clip as well at the same time. Um, so I had lots of things on my to-do list, but I really did like the fact that on my to-do list for a good couple of weeks was simply find horse. <laughs> uh, and it did, it did take me a while to find the horse, but eventually I nailed it, um, one night while sitting on the couch, um, 
just uh, shooting a couple of messages around and got connected to a few people. And before I knew it, I had this beautiful horse uh, named Indy because we shot this uh, film clip out at Nil, which is on the way to Adelaide. Mm -hmm. uh, and we shot it at the Oasis Motel, which is also the home of the Australian Pinball Museum because I'm a really big pinball fan. Uh, so I needed to find a, a, a horse out in Nil. It's about four and a half hours away. Uh, and I found this beautiful Palomino named Indy. And, you know, the, the, the horse is kind of as close to, to gold as a, as a horse gets. Uh, and the, uh, the wonderful keeper of the horse uh, came out and met us at this beautiful salt lake uh, at about five in the morning so we could shoot the clip. And I rode around out there for a while and that's where that cover shot was taken. Um, but then the director of the film clip decided that in, for continuity to bring the whole clip together and to have it make sense, we needed to bring the horse back to the motel. <laughs> and... <laughs> This is how this is how great uh, my team was at the time because the first I knew about it after just kind of cruising around on on the horse uh, was that it was happening. Uh, jump in the car, we're taking the horse to the motel, and you're going to cruise around the motel on the horse, which we then did. Uh, and yeah, you can you can check that out uh, in the film clip for Chicken and the Egg, which is the last film clip that we made, but. Yeah, man, that that was so much. Fun. We just got a little pause at the moment. Hopefully, Ben comes back in a second. I I, I hear you there. Back. Am I back? Yeah, yep. back. You're back, man. Fantastic. Beauty. Um, now this, I just want to touch on uh, on this great shot as well. Uh, where was where was this one? <laughs> was that the well? Same, this was on. Yeah, this was on the, on the same shoot. So pretty much all of our current promo stuff is uh, from this shoot. It's it's really beautiful out there. It's, uh, you know, it, it's all these kind of wheat fields and it's effectively desert and just big blue skies and, and uh, yeah, just, just lots of kind of lots of blue and gold and red and, yeah, really, really beautiful place. Oh, it's making me nostalgic. I want to go back to, I want to go back to Nil. I want to go back to the Australian Pinball Museum. We're coming. We're gonna. Go. We're we're looking to um, organise a big show out there. Uh, it's something that we spoke about um, straight after uh, we we shot that film clip, but uh, then just with with kind of yeah all the kind of troubles and such. Um, the, the team out there aren't really ready to kind of commit to anything yet. But we're we're hoping that in the not-too-distant future we can um, take the band up and maybe take a couple of other acts as well and, and do a bit of a special gig out at this place. You guys should come. That sounds great. Sounds um, pretty good, mate. Yep. <laughs> might be. Uh, uh, you might be, you might look be like the kind of – you look like a, a couple of guys that would enjoy pinball to me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm a classic, <laughs> classic pinball pinball fan, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, spent many twenty cents for the fishing tip shop back in the day, mate. In the in the pinball machine. <laughs> Who knows? It could right. be uh, could be the resting place for the caravan, mate. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I like that. All right. Well, it's a date. I'm going to hold you to that. Right. Are we look forward okay, to that? Okay, for update. sure, mate. Um, let's go with one more, Ben, and then we'll have uh, a little bit more of a chat. Sure thing. Alrighty, well, um, I've been playing this Glenn Campbell song recently that um, I'm really enjoying. So I might do Wichita Lineman for you. I am a lineman for the county. And I drive the main road Searching in the sun for 
Favorite songs. My mum and dad loved Glen Campbell when I was growing up. It was a young fella, so yeah, great song. And my name it's actually a is Wayne, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. My um, it's funny. I started playing that song. It's like it kind of crept into my mind, and I was like, yeah. I'm like, I want to, I want to have a crack at that song, and and it. We started playing it with the band and such, and then I remembered. Kind of, I had this like distant childhood memory. Uh, my grandfather used to work for the SEC, which was like the electricity company, as a lineman. lineman. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and he used to say that that song was about him. And obviously, that planted <laughs> that song deep in my in my kind of psyche. But I, I'd, I'd honestly completely forgotten about it until I started playing it, and then it kind of came back in. And I was like, "Oh, right, cool. This is for my, uh, this is for my my pop. Uh, the uh, the the well, the the granddaddy Mastwick, who's uh, now uh, off at that big barbecue in the sky. Um, but yeah, that was that was nice that he he planted that memory in my head as a as a child. Thanks, thanks, Jerry. <laughs> now, Ben, um, of all the guests we've had on, and we've had some wonderful guests, and you hold your place in our list of guests very well. Um, I asked them all one question, and you can have people living or dead. Five, you're having a dinner party. You're the host. You can bring five dinner guests. Who are the dinner guests? Wow. All righty. Um, let's see. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Why not? Why not get Glenn uh, at the dinner 
at the dinner party, given, you know, if I've in this game, in this in this bizarre reality that you've thrust me into, if I've got the power to <laughs> summon people back from the dead, yep. um, I reckon Glenn's at the table. Uh, I've got to have Willie just, uh, you know, because I, I just reckon he, he he's he's somebody that I would just absolutely love to to meet and hang out with. He just looks like a great guy. Uh, I'd bring Waylon back. Um, I, I just, uh, all right, this this party is going to be messed up. Like this party is going to be big trouble because <laughs> I'm also bringing George Jones back as well. Okay, yeah. uh, that's uh, that's four people. Um, and it's uh, it's a bunch of blokes at the moment. Uh, so I reckon uh, I reckon I'd probably invite Dolly as well to my dinner party. That nice. would be yeah, wow, now I want to do it. So we've got <laughs> Willie, Waylon, Dolly, George, and Glenn Campbell. Wow, yeah. Some I mean, I could there. keep going. <laughs> I could. Yeah. But the thing that makes me laugh every time I ask the question, Ben, and it doesn't matter which guest I've asked, not one of the guests has mentioned a significant other. They've spoken about all the people. <laughs> not one has said, oh, yeah, I'd like to be my wife or my girlfriend or my partner. They've all gone with that one over there, so it, which, which makes us laugh. We have a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> Well, uh, well gonna... you know, look, I, I had dinner with my significant other 20 minutes before speaking with uh, with all you guys. <laughs> all good, yeah. all good. Um, so I've got to freeze. I'm coming back. I can feel it. That's a good stop frame there. Can you hear me when I freeze? Yeah, I you can. can. Yeah. Yep, okay. Can. If I freeze, I'll just keep talking and hopefully I freeze on a on a cool face. Picks up. One thing I wanted to touch on was was a pick I came across on your on your um wasn't part of your publicity kind of shots and you probably used it as a publicity shot for a while but I just want to bring this shot up and um and we're using it as a background tonight but for me I don't know if you've been told this but that is an absolute Eddie Vedder moment right mm. there uh, a young young Eddie Vedder yeah. obviously we talk Eddie early nineties but I don't know if you've ever been told that but that shot there what do you think Cuz? I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a it's an absolute certainty. Um, I've uh, I, no, I haven't had the Eddie Vedder thing. I think um, uh, I've had uh, his name is a Brendan Brendan Fraser, the guy from the yeah the, the Mummy films. The Mummy. I've had him. Uh, I've had Jim Carrey. Um, okay. But but most distinctly when. Uh, when, when that the latest incarnation of a star is born came out, ah. you remember that? And what's his yeah. name? Bradley Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper. He was yeah. kind of like I, I I do wear a lot of denim, and I think at the time I was pretty much wearing exclusively double or triple denim all the time. <laughs> uh, but people, I I personally didn't kind of see the likeness at first. Everybody, like people were messaging me out of the blue. My nan texted me and was like, oh, my God, I saw that movie and I couldn't stop thinking it was you and then you killed yourself and I got really upset. Um, sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, yes. definitely a Veda gaze in that shot. Thanks, Naomi. Um, I, I was never a Veda guy, guy. I was always a Cobain guy, but... Um, yeah, just just looking, Ben. As I'm looking at it now, because I, as as and I, we often well, I'm very like very good mate, but we often catch up a coffee, and I love the people watch. Now I hope this doesn't put put you in a bad light, but another Australian artist is it Rick Price? He did a did a version of um did a version of Don't Walk Away, Renee. Featuring them as just look without the mo, but I'm just with with the angle. You're talking eighties. Well, I I am old. Eighties, yeah. Rick Price. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have check a look. Him out. Just that pose. Just on the. Can you yeah. see that? Well, let me tell you. 
Ben's Ben's cutting a, his own solo no, he, oh, phase here. Clearly, for sure, but it was just, <laughs> but it really got really got me, and I noticed it probably more in that Veta shot where I'm talking about. Literally in the background now, if you look at the whole overall yep. background screen, anyone. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to kind of, kind of find the edit <laughs> shot now because it really got to me. But um, mate, it could be worse. You could you could uh, look like James Corden, which I co- I commonly get a couple of times, and I couldn't think of anyone worse to be honest. So I'd take Eddie Vedder any day. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I won't tear some of mine, mate. I've I, I used to play footy for many years, and I used to get. I've got quite large ears that stick out a fair bit, as you can see, and the cap probably doesn't help. I used to get actually, yeah, they're up. massive. They are they yeah, are freakishly you. big. Thank you very much, mate. Well, when when <laughs> my two lovely sons were born, my wife said, "If they come out with ears like yours, they're going into the next ward to get them stitched on." So, yeah. <laughs> so mate, I'd take you any better, and you'd be pretty happy with that. A good mate of ours, Dave, <laughs> Dave Cosman, has jumped on the Rick Price wagon as well, mate. So you are going to you're going to have to look him up now. Yeah. Might be a trippy I'm going to have to check him out. There you go. Um, what else you got coming up, mate? I don't know. You got a? Is there another recording in the in the phase, or what's what's happened after COVID for you? And um, what what have you got in the kit bag? What's coming up after outside yeah. of this? Well, uh, look, I'm already getting. We're we're pretty much the whole year is booked. Pretty much, uh, we've got again. some. Some exciting tour announce, uh, some exciting uh, festival announcements uh, that we'll be making over the next month or two, uh, and and then ultimately for for kind of folk in the in the in the country kind of realm, it all kind of leads to Tamworth. So Tamworth comes around. Uh, knowing that I'll come back. Uh, yeah, Tamworth comes around, I think it's January 21st every year, and that's that's like country Christmas. So we're already starting to get inquiries about, about Tamworth shows happening. People are already announcing their Tamworth shows, which is crazy. Right. Um. So we're really we're I've just got a very full dance card and am going into it just knowing that some of it may be disrupted just due to the state yeah. of things. Uh, I've I've just I haven't let it stop me from booking and planning. Uh, I just think you just gotta you just gotta keep going. Um, yeah, so right. lots of shows, right. which is going to be really fun. Uh, but yeah, we have started work on the next record as well. So I've been writing a lot, um, and we have gone into the studio and started putting down some uh, demos for the next record, which is really exciting. I love playing live, but I love recording as well. So it's sure. uh, it's fun okay. to be cracking that one. I won't certainly won't make any promises about releases or anything like that because who knows. We might all right. move to Mars in the next year or so. It's like and anything's possible. And that, that's, a, that's a great attitude to have too. Look, as much as it's a frustrating thing for all of us, we can only control what we can control. So that's a really good, really good positive attitude for you to have, Ben. Thank you very much. I try to stay positive. Uh, <laughs> if you don't stay positive, things get really dark really quickly. Yeah, they can. Sure they, can. Yeah, um, they can. Obviously, music and songwriting a massive release for you as well and, and an outpouring of emotion. Um, just what was that experience like for you with the with the lockdown phase and were you able to, um, you know, reach a, a lot of bands and artists, especially um, larger bands, were able to, you know, record a little bit or whether it be a vocal or, or a guitar track and then pass it around, so to speak, and and do some almost virtual recordings, to, which is a very different way of doing it. To me, your band seems, you know, being a big band, it's got that live energy and show feel. Um, how, how's that kind of recording process been and what do you think the future really going to look like in that space? Yeah, well, I don't know. To me, there's kind of, there's kind of like two points in there, I guess. So in terms of making records, 
so I work with my guitarist and producer, Michael Hubbard, uh, in his studio dubbed The Shrimp Shack. And he's, we, we, we actually treat records very differently to uh, what we do live. Um, we, we like to take advantage of, of the magic of the studio, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not afraid of, of making a studio record and then coming out and interpreting it live in what might be a, a quite a different way. And I think that it goes way back to my approach since the beginning. I've always found the studio has got all of these other exciting creative things that you can explore that you can't necessarily replicate live. So just let them have a bit of separation is is fun. Yeah, great. Yeah, totally agree. That's, That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and like the studio is good for discovery as well because much like your dinner party uh, game, when you take away the boundaries of what you can do in one moment uh, in reality and you kind of open up the, all the possibilities, it's like, you know, you can... Hey, if the song wants a saxophone, then let it have a saxophone. If the song wants the pedal steel player to make animal noises and then run them backwards through a chaos pad, then that's what should be done. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get really excited about that. That's kind of our approach to, to making albums. Uh, in terms of lockdown and getting that release, it was it was really hard because I like I can still but you can still hear me um, coming back. I reckon I went out like six nights last week. Uh, I I love to go out. I, I I'm very kind of uh, social extrovert kind of person. Uh, I love to see things and, and catch up with people and have experiences. And most of my social life revolves around music, playing gigs, going to other people's gigs, um, getting together to jam or rehearse or record. Uh, so with, with that, with most of that taken away, it was a pretty scary scenario for me. Um, so I recognise that this was probably going to be an issue for me uh, and came up with a, a creative strategy to keep myself busy and stimulated uh, and, and so just something that I could pour all of that energy because this was I was just about to go on this tour with Matt when we went into lockdown. So... I decided to make a TV show, um, you know, not dissimilar to to what you guys are doing, I guess, but rather than it being a, a true live stream, uh, it was all pre-recorded and then it was still streamed live. So it was, you know, people would tune in and, and watch it together in real time and comment on it together and it meant also that I could then sit back and join the chat and kind of be part of it in that way. Yeah. But it was called Ben Mastwick's Golden Hour and uh, it was my take on like a 70s, 80s kind of uh, country TV show dipping into the surreal and weird and comedic a bit as well um just just kind of mashing together some some interviews and music and some little video art pieces and getting friends to do uh bits and pieces a real variety show kind of uh vibe uh and i i did i think five i think i did five episodes of that I, I made six but didn't quite finish the the, the sixth one I think I broadcast five episodes 
And every episode must have taken me 100 hours uh, of, you know, making stuff and editing and then, you know, like even just rendering out a, 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 a hour-long video and uploading it and setting it up to stream. It was, it was kind of a ridiculous venture, but it kept me out of trouble, you know. Again, just I guess as music was my saviour growing up, uh, that was that was kind of my saviour during lockdown. And it was fun and it gave me, you know what, that's where I really kind of became friends with Dan uh, Brody. Uh, we were we got to talking on the phone and he was one of the first people that I uh, told about, about this idea and he was my first guest on the show as well. Fantastic. Oh, that's great, mate. That's fantastic that you've found an outlet for yourself. Yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah. Really good. And that, look, that's part of the reason, um, I don't know how many of our previous um, podcasts you've seen, but that was, well, not part of, that was the main reason that Aaron mostly drove it. But we started this to sort of, just to see how people were coping with, obviously, the physical and mental strain that came with the um, COVID and whatever. And it's amazing. Nearly every guest we've spoken to, doesn't matter what their walk of life or what their passion is, they found that they had their downtime and that's what they yeah. said. They had to find something like that. The words we hear all the time through the through this have been: you have to pivot, you have to try, you need to try something different, attack things yeah. differently. So that's, mate. You, you you probably found another skill you probably didn't think you had. Yeah, it was well. I'd, I'd certainly, um, yeah. No, you're you, you're right. I, I did, and also I think as a musician, you you get a lot out of entertaining people you know i'm an entertainer that's that's kind of my thing and i and i do think that that's one of the the most valuable things that i've got to give to my community and so that entertainment as well i lost you there but if history tells us anything it's i'll be back in a second and i'm back <laughs> Um, so I'm back. So it was actually really fun to make something different and then sit there like we had really great numbers of people. Like we we typically had about kind of 70 people watching it live most most nights, and then people would watch it back. But to to have effectively a room full of people there watching experiencing and chatting and laughing and and stuff was was really fun it, it kind of gave me that that feedback that that i really crave as a entertainer too great good to hear you. uh we're going to hit you up for one more song um and then we're going to say goodbye to you mate um i know we could talk for a while it's a wednesday night um plenty of things to do but if i could ask you one question before we go um, if I could transport you now and pick you, pick up little Ben Maastricht right now and go and drop him on a stage anywhere in the world, where would it be and what uh, what festival would it be? What are you most looking forward to and where do you really want to be right now? Oh, jeepers, that's hard because I kind of feel like there's a few components to that question as well. But... Uh, I mean, I feel like I need to go overseas because, again, you're creating this magical scenario that I think I need to take advantage of. Mm -hmm. um, so as much as I love playing at some local venues, I will be playing there soon. Um, so I'm going to take the opportunity to to kind of fly to the other side of the world. I think I got a really big hankering to get back to the States. Uh, it's been really hard watching America burn uh, over the last however many years. And and it, it, it's great to see some stability coming back to the, the country and stuff, but they're just... Yeah, it's it's really difficult, but I I just love it so much. I would like to go to California, please. I would like to go to California, and I'm making this. I, I can't name a single thing I'm doing. I'm taking a whole road trip. We're going to do a tour. 
we're going to go, uh, we're going to spend some time in LA and we're going to go up to Palm Springs and, and uh, out to Joshua Tree and then we're going to drive down through Big Sur and uh, I'm going to go to um, Oakland uh, in San Francisco or just off San Francisco and go to the Pacific Pinball Museum and hang out there. I'm, I'm, I'm taking advantage of, of this uh, scenario to, to get a whole tour in, if that's all right. Absolutely. Yeah, sounds is. good. It sure is. Thanks for uh, sharing that little wish journey with mm. us. Uh, we look forward to hopefully <laughs> being able to be, hopefully you've been going to be able to do that again one day. But uh, on behalf of uh, Cousin I and anyone else that watches and jumps on later, Ben, thanks again for sharing your time with us on a Wednesday night. Uh, and good oh, luck. My pleasure. And, and we'll, see you, we'll see you at a gig very soon. So really let's take it out it. with another song. And once again, thank you. Yeah, thanks very much, Ben. Beauty. Oh well, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been uh, it's been a great time. Gave me uh, an excuse to get off the couch after my roast chicken dinner because it's <laughs> easy to just lay back and just disappear into the night. Uh, so it's really great to to meet you guys and uh, spend some time chatting with you. I look forward to having a beer with you at a gig some stage in the not too distant future. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to do a song off my previous record. This is called Not Up for Making Up. A heart to have, but not too old to lay beside, but not and near to who the truth be told the one to buy was never sold I used to Hold you close and whisper in your ear And buy you things to keep you near But you weren't for sale You made that clear And now when I call you up You sound like you're brave Not up for me, with me. Used to be around to play, used to give me time to day. You let me have my say, but now all that's gone away. Your heart was full and made of gold. Now it's dark and getting cold. Once we're young, but now we're old. Your price too high to ever be sold. You used to walk beside me, dear. Then we took things up again. We're gone within a year. Things it got strange to me back here. And now when I call you up, you sound like you're breaking up. You're not up for me. Yeah.
Beautiful, Ben. Fantastic, mate. Really fantastic. Thanks for jumping on, Ben. Really appreciate it. We will catch Thanks, up guys. Soon. Thanks for having me. That was heaps of fun. Yeah, See you around the traps. Yeah,